podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. and welcome to the Jackals Are Off podcast, recording this, what, two days after the Lord's defeat, and I think we probably needed that amount of time just to gather our thoughts so that we weren't going to come in off the long run like we've seen so many people do Chris Millard over the last couple of days. Um, (laughs) It's a difficult one to really kind of know what to say. I think actually, would you agree with me, mate, that everything that can possibly be said whether that's on social media, whether that's pundits at the time, pundits since, people writing in newspaper columns, everything that can be said has been said about the incidents, plural. Yes, yes, I I think so. But one thing I will mention, I've read a lot of English media, I've read a lot of Australian media, listened to a lot, It's, it's everywhere, isn't it? You can't avoid it. I'm going to sleep and it appears on my telly. I'm bloody waking up. It's all over social media, which is fantastic because people are talking about test cricket at the end of the day. However, the Australian media's inability to see anything from the other side is like baffling. And it makes you realise like what, like a lot of the English media are fairly balanced and a lot of the reviews at the time, it was quite a balanced approach, which is, I think is the best way. I think we all know my deep down feelings of like every England fan. Yeah. However, just the Australian media are just so like bloody bias. Mm. Honestly, it's like bloody when Donald Trump was uh, in charge of the States and like anything you read, <laughs> American press was like super Donald. It's like literally no ration, no rationale be- behind any basis of understanding of, how the England players or fans might be thinking. It's just so like, oh, the English really feel like this? Do they really think like this? But anyway, yeah, everything's being said. We know how I feel about it. I know how you feel about it. Oh, God, the best, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's so many different talking points up till it all booting off on Sunday. You know, I'm thinking, right, okay, I've got this to talk about, I've got that to talk about. And, you know, if we end up getting a guest onto this podcast, which is still kind of up in the air at the moment, we're going to see... Um, we're kind of going, you know, okay, we've got that to talk about. We've got the Lord's atmosphere, that's something that me and you could easily talk about. We've got, obviously, Johnny's um, just a boil <laughs> situation as well. <laughs> There's so many different things. And then all that happened on Sunday, and it just kind of took everything out of the water. What I would also say is um, I had a little crack on social media, obviously, about not only the stark <laughs> uh, drop catch, because it was a drop catch. It wasn't a catch. It was a drop catch. Um and and then also obviously about the about the Johnny stumping, and what is I, I've not factored this in and will do for the rest of the series is that as soon as you finish um, tweeting that stuff, you go okay. Mainly English people agreeing with you, great. And then you wake up and you've waken up to hundreds of notifications because Australia has woken up. <laughs> so whilst you're asleep, you're getting peppered. So I'm, uh, I think I'm going to try and avoid that, I think, next test. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. um, look, I actually think that because of all that incident, we both now we feel we're both trying to keep a little lid on it. We're both simmering a little bit here. I think that actually, if there's going to be any chance of three two, now is the chance because England are so fired up because of what's happened at the weekend. And like you were just saying to me a minute ago before we started recording the pod, it's the Ashes now, isn't it? Like it really mm. is the Ashes. If it wasn't before, it really is now because both teams absolutely hate each other. And um, you know, <laughs> Australia. I mean, welcome to Headingley on Thursday. That's all I'm going to say. Wow, yeah, it's going to be lively, isn't it? I yeah, I'm I'm not glad of the outcome of either of the test matches, but I'm glad there was a few incidents at the Lord's Test to really fire up the English public, but also the players. Like I know a lot of people have reported it. It, it was a little bit friendly and nice, and which you can almost expect because these guys are teammates a lot of the time around the world. So. That's a kind of got to be a given now going forward. But when there's an incident like that and your country's on the line, your sportsmanship, your mateship of what went before goes out the window. And um, I think you just saw from Stokesy's face, Johnny's face. And uh, we, me and you, we've spoke about this on social media. We were both so buzzing about Brodie, weren't we? Like Brodie is back and just giving it both barrels to the Aussies on stump, Mike. I was like, you absolute legend. It's like exactly what you want from your big fast bowler to just get stuck into him and just give it him back. And it was so like condescending towards Kerry, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Just made him feel and look so little in like the space of 10 seconds for what he said. It was like, oh, an absolute masterclass in sledging. And you can't argue with somebody who's taken 600 test poles. And, you know, if we're being completely fair, has been on the side of sort of controversy himself with uh, various incidents down the years as well. <laughs> the best thing about him saying that is um, the worst thing he's ever seen on a kind of cricket pitch. And like five years ago, whenever it was, he nicked one off to third, slipped yeah, and didn't walk. Walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> legend. However, that's a lot different. The umpires are paid to make a decision. Up the broadie. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the Lord's atmosphere in a sec. Uh, just a quick reminder. You've only just told me this. It's belting. Have a look at this on the Barmy Army uh, website and, and just Google Bouncer Bearstow T-shirt. Make sure you get it off the Barmy Army website. <laughs> it's a cracker, Chris, isn't it, eh? The it belt. is. It's a cracker. We, we've got a very creative marketing team, as you will hopefully be aware if you follow us on social media and as soon as it happened it was a way of flipping the narrative a little bit into quite a funny story i think we all were quite amused by johnny and his bouncer antics so um so we decided to put it on a t-shirt and <laughs> as um as true to form as the english cricketing fraternity is they um lapped it up and we're all over it because it's just a bit funny in it and a bit weird so <laughs> it's great get, get yourself a bouncer bearstow t-shirt Oh, it's, it's good yeah there's gonna be plenty of those floating around at Headingley, which is going to be an awesome atmosphere talk about if you are going to Headingley, by the way there's some some stuff for you to look out for talk about that in just a second but you contrast the western terrace me and you sat in the western terrace god knows how many times um and enjoyed test cricket and t20 matches and all sorts you contrast that to the lord's atmosphere and um look i didn't go to lords this week I know that you were there for one of the days um, or two of the days, but actually the the atmosphere was shocking. Not just listening on the radio, on TMS, but watching it on the telly as well. 
just looked flat. It was a talking point. And actually, it's kind of been brushed away under the carpet a little bit because of obviously what happened in the long room, which was, you know, not great, quite ugly scenes, really. But if you if you look at the prior four days, terrible, really, really bad. And I like Lords, right? I've, I've had a great day at Lords before. I've had great test match days. I had that amazing day for the World Cup, which was when it was at its best, right? The World Cup final was Lords at its best. It's never been back. But you'd have thought that four years ago, they would have learned from that. They'd have learned from having a Barmy Army allocation and not just a Barmy Army allocation, just a like some kind of filter where it's not, you know, the type arriving in the ground with their little bottles of Sauvignon Blanc and enjoying, uh, you know, a tally-ho day with absolutely zero atmosphere and not really getting behind the England cricket team. There's no wonder that Australia have only... Uh, sorry, England have only won there three times in the last God knows how long in Ashes cricket. Astonishing. Mm. It's not a fortress. Um, I'm not saying that everywhere can be like Headingley or Edgebaston, but come on. I mean, what was what was it like when you were there, Chris? You know, g- give me give me your perspective. I know you've got to be a little bit diplomatic, but what what was it like when you were there? Because you've obviously been to Edgebaston for Test One, and then next thing you're at Lords, and you must be thinking this is like almost like a different sporting <laughs> event. It, it's uh, it's completely different, yeah. Like you said, it's such a contrast from from Edgebaston, but but the, all the grounds have a different beauty about them. I think the the beauty of Lords is it is the Wimbledon of cricket, isn't it? It is the the Augusta of cricket. It's Correct. where people travel to. It's where people want to see and want to tick off the list because it's got so much history and heritage. And part of that history and heritage is the MCC, and part of that. Is the, all the, the I guess the the laws of the game, the making of the laws, the the rules and regulations around going to Lords and and the taking a bottle of champagne, and it all adds to the spectacle in the day. But I think when it's um, such an important series, such an important game of cricket, I mean the stadium is what twenty five thousand capacity. I'm sure there's room for a couple of hundred Barmy Army members to get behind the team because ultimately, for foot like you mentioned, for the best part of four and a half days. There weren't. There was no one getting behind the team because, if I'm completely honest, there was. I would. I would imagine more organised Australian supporters there and more corporates there than there was England fans. So, yeah. um, th- that's that's what comes with Lords. That's we know that the players know that, but um, it, it probably does just fit into the the narrative that England are better with a proper organised following behind them. And you look at the record at Edgebaston. All right, we lost last two Ashes there, but before that, we we'd not lost for donkey's years and yeah. you look at the other grounds headingly it'll be rocking and it'll be completely different and the, the atmosphere will be completely different i actually spoke to the famous ex-australian head coach um on a different zoom call the other day and he said the real difference now will be the the crowd at headingly old trafford the oval that's what happened in 05 he was on the coaching staff in 05 and he said the crowd made such a difference when yeah. the whole country got behind the team it was on the front pages and the back pages of the newspaper. That that was enough to get England over the line. And I, I genuinely think, like we just touched on, um, the Ashes starts now. The Ashes starts now for us. I'm so confident we're going to win this 3-2. And, and I'm also fairly confident that we'll have an allocation in, in Lords in years to come. I, I've had, um, when I was at Lords, I had a, a couple of very good conversations with very senior people at the MCC and the ECB about um, maybe it's time for change. Um, I think it's probably good timing for diversity reasons as well. We, we the Barmy Army, we represent a different demographic of people to the demographic at Lords. 
Um, we're we're a club for everyone. There's no waiting list. Anyone can join. We're a club for anyone who loves cricket and loves English cricket. So um, we will certainly help with the diversity and, and we will hopefully um, help make Lords a bit more progressive than what it has been in the past. Well said. I like that. That's uh, got the juices flowing a little bit. I think that also you've not had to suspend many members recently for shouting. Mm. <laughs> yes, we've, we've never had three kicked out in a day, put it like that. <laughs> Right, back to the podcast in just a second, but with the heading leak test match upon us, many of you will be flocking up to God's own county. Of course, it's no secret that Chris and I are from Yorkshire, more specifically Sheffield. And actually, as Sheffielders, we should hate Leeds, football links and all that. But we don't. We absolutely love Leeds. We were fortunate enough to spend a little chunk of our young lives so far living there as students. Um, so we, I mean, we, we could tell you about Leeds all day long, couldn't we? We absolutely we love could, Leeds. Yeah, we really should, could. should we work from the stadium out? Because that's obviously where a lot of our listeners are going to be headed, Chris. So they're going to be headed to Headingley Stadium and then in the Headingley area. And then, you know, if they want to explore elsewhere, highly recommend that you do so, by the way, because it's a cracking place to be. I wish I could live back in Leeds. Genuinely wish oh, I could. What a um, place. If you see... On your way from the stadium to the town, if you see a lot of people in fancy dress, don't be alarmed. It's quite a common occurrence, especially on a Saturday and a Friday, for people to go all the way from the top of Headley right into town and stopping at quite a few pubs on the way. So uh, don't be alarmed. It's just a normal thing in Leeds. It is the Otley Run, isn't it? And the first time I was, I appeared at university and someone was saying, oh, you're doing the Otley Run at the weekend. I thought it was like a 10K I was going, well, not for me. I'm all right. And then I soon found out it was a big pub crawl. What is there, 18 pubs or something? So it's like perfect for pub pub golf, as as they say, but nobody actually does that. Um, And me and you have done that countless times. And it's a great way, actually, to kind of – it sounds silly, this, because it's a big pub crawl. But it's a great way to kind of get a feel for Headingley, isn't it? Because you start off kind of in far Headingley, up near some of the training pitches, et cetera. And then you work your way down towards the stadium and go past it all the way into the city centre. And it is – a thing of beauty when you stood there having a drink next to Superman and a banana <laughs> uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Tiger King's a regular occurrence nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. Um, Leeds is a great city. We um, obviously lived in Headingley, but it's it, it's not. The thing is, what what always baffles me is that everything's so close. So if you want ten minutes out of Headingley, you drive up that road we were just on about up towards Adel, and you're basically in the Yorkshire Dales. It's like uh, uh-huh. an amazing part part of the of the world really. You're in beautiful countryside, you've got Ilkley and all that and all the Wharfdale area. Equally the city center is cracking. And as a Sheffielder, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get shouted at. We are. Yeah, truly. Because there's there's so much going on in Leeds City Centre. You've got Trinity Leeds Shopping Centre, you've got all the little cool bars up Victorian there. Arcade. I love that place. Really good, yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole the whole thing is is absolutely cracking. Um, we're waxing lyrical about this here, aren't we? <laughs> we? Yeah, it's a very organic one, this one, isn't it? But in all honesty, if you if you are going for a day, two days, five days, even six days, make sure you do spend some time checking out Leeds if you've not been before. Um, there's just there is a lot to do. The city centre is absolutely wonderful. 
Um, we we could go on all day and feel free to just get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram if you want a few top tips and let us know what you like to. We'd be sure to help out. But the, the best way to look at what to do is by checking out visitleads.co.uk. They've got all sorts on there. They've got blogs of the top seven things to do in Leeds. I think me and Greg have ticked off a few there, just yeah. chatting about it organically. The Corn Exchange, uh, we've been in there a few times, haven't we? Mm. Um, but yeah, check out visitleads.co.uk for, for more information on what to do. Uh, so much to go out there. Positives though, right? So... I, I, <laughs> We're going to sound like we've just lost the egg and spoon race, but, you know, well done for taking part. <laughs> I, I, I've i got to say, I think that, I mean, in the list of Ben Stokes' achievements when he retires, that that knock won't even actually come close to the top of the list. But um, it was ridiculous. Absolutely it ridiculous. It was. It was just Ben at his best, wasn't it? I guess when, you know, when it doesn't matter... You see a lot of other players stepping up and like being really good. We could name a few, but it'd be unfair. Yeah. But you know, when it matters, there's always a few players that really stand up to be counted. And it seems like Ben has to have like everything going against him yeah. to produce his best. Like he needs to be really in the mire to pull out a world class performance. And hey, I'm glad he's on our team and not their team, put it that way. Correct. And I think there is obviously this ridiculous kind of respect for him. Um I wonder, I do wonder if they would have tried pulling that Alex Carey stunt um, if it was Ben Stokes. I do wonder. Yeah, they would. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, they probably would. Leopards never change their spots. Uh, <laughs> well, one question I've got for you, Greggy, something yeah. I've been debating in various media outlets, but also talking to my friends about colleagues, mm. family, is the spirit of cricket now dead is is that term it's just not cricket is that is that no longer the case because england are gonna probably pull the same trick to get a get an advantage maybe we don't know hopefully not but difficult one to say that because it's like well if you you know the spirit of cricket what is the spirit of cricket because you saw it last year in the world cup with was it nepal against scotland where the the batsmen ran into each other as we were trying to score a run. The wicketkeeper could have quite easily run McBride out, wasn't it, from Scotland? Didn't. Won the ICC Fair Play Award at the end of the year, but Nepal ultimately got knocked out of the World Cup because of that, because then Scotland went on to win the match, right? Mm. Spirit of cricket, great. Really, really nice. I mean, not if you're a Nepalese cricket fan, presumably, but... You know what I'm saying, right? So so little things like that make you go, no, actually, it's not. No, it's not. And there's countless examples up and down the country, week in, week out, in leagues up and down the land, right? So no, no, the spirit of cricket isn't dead. But you've got to say, man-cadding, I know people don't like that term, but I'm going to use it anyway because it's what everyone calls it, man-cadding, that's become more prevalent. India see no problem with that. Australia clearly see no problem with, you know, appealing and uh, for, for the start catch and obviously the carry run out, et cetera, which was so different to all the other like, previous examples that any Australian has sent me on Twitter, by the way. Um, need to have a good hard look at yourselves. I think that actually the, <laughs> the, the spirit of cricket is, isn't is dead, but I think in international cricket, you just have to have your wits about you a bit more. That's the way it strikes me. Obviously, I've not ever been anywhere near an international cricket field, but... It just strikes me like if I was ever if I ever won a raffle and got a game, um, 
<laughs> you'd probably you'd probably just have to have your wits about you a bit more because there's going to be little things like that happening all the time. Um, and there's plenty of other things that go on that we don't see. You know, little comments over lunch and tea and all that kind of stuff. So I did, yeah, I did think that. I wonder, you know, because they went, they go off for tea. After they went that. off for tea straight after, yeah. I wondered what that because there's only one tea room at Lords. Both both teams go in the same tea room. I, I would have loved to be in this. Just I'd have been happy serving the spaghetti, mate. Just to see what kicked off. So I, <laughs> I love the idea that Johnny's in the corner throwing meatballs at, at and it's probably not happening. But the thing is, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was why it kind of did seem like it just quietened down a little bit. Um, I know, obviously, it hadn't in terms of the cricket, but yeah, difficult, difficult that situation, isn't it? But that's the bit that we don't see. And I th- I'm quite glad that we don't get to see those sorts of bits, um, really. So, yeah. Anyway, look, up the 3-2. Um, Barmy Bingo Ashes is... starts now. Barmy Bingo starts again as well, by the way. I know the Ashes starts now. Of course it, it does. does. Um, Barmy Bingo Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Venue. Buzzing for it. Sold out? Sold out, yeah. Um, no, sorry, we're 80% sold out. Okay. We've got about 30 tickets left. So if you are listening to this and you're in Leeds or you're going to the game on Friday or Saturday, um, couldn't recommend it more. Like Bongo's Bingo, if anyone's ever been to that, but cricket, a little bit less crude, more about having fun and supporting the England team. Um, Greggy hosted it the other night. It was absolutely mental. We're, we've got a new host for this one, but Greggy will be back for the London one at the end of the series when we will be celebrating an Ashes win. But Barmy Bingo, this Friday in Central Leeds, you will find tickets at barmyarmy.com just under the events tag. Um, be quick. They're going quickly. Yeah, quite right too as well because they're all, it was, yeah, awesome. We talked about it on the previous podcast. That What a good uh, what a good night that was. Um, okay, right. I think that that is all that we have um, for you here. Enjoy the sec- uh, the third test. Feels like the second test. Feels like, you know, we're just getting going here. Just getting warmed up. England, 3-2's got a nice ring to it, as Brendan McCullum said. Um, Chris, great to chat and catch up. We'll chat after Headingley when it'll be 2-1. And for all you listening, um, we'll speak to you very soon. Podcast Network.